everyone. Thank you for tuning into the Palmetto Report. My name is Gabrielle Turner, and today we're going to talk about a topic that every modern person can understand, cybersecurity. What software is safe to use on the web? What happens with old software? Do I really have to clear more data for this iOS update? Today we're going to be asking some questions of Professor Richard Tyner, as well as touching in on what some of your own peers may know about cybersecurity. A modern world requires modern security, and with cybersecurity being an ever-growing field of study, it definitely should be talked about. So let's dive right in. Today with me we have Richard Tyner, who is the lab coordinator here at Winthrop University. My title is lab coordinator. I oversee the uh, tutors for the Computer Science 101 Microsoft and Adobe classes. How old do you think something has to be for it to be considered out of date? Software is out of date as soon as the next generation is released by the uh, developing company. Uh, like Windows, re Windows 10 replaced Windows 8.1 and Vista and um, the others. So, you know, once a new release comes out, whether it's Windows or whether it's another uh, software, then the new generation is the the uh, primary, and anything before that is secondary or basically obsolete because functionality is lost. Um, what are some examples of outdated software or programming platforms, you know, that people may recognize if you just first say it? Some of those, uh, I date myself when I tell you this one, uh, DOS, which was the first operating system for PCs. Uh, other ones that come out, uh, all of the window Windows uh, systems from 1.0 through XP 9598 ME Vista, those are all basically obsolete, although there are still people that use some of those. They're not supported anymore, but they still use them. So do you think that supporting outdated programming platforms cause a strain on developers? Absolutely. Um, if they're trying to maintain multiple versions, then you have a big chance of error because if they've put uh, code in that belongs in the new version and they put it in the old version, it may just collapse and burn. Uh, maintaining multiple versions, um, yeah, it puts a strain on the developing teams. They may have to divide into multiple teams to be able to handle individual versions so that there's no overlap and that uh, everything comes together correctly. Uh, some people don't like to update. Uh, consumers, uh, they don't like to update to the new one, one, it's costly, and two, it takes time to implement and make sure it works and all that stuff. So they stay on the old version until the company says, uh, end the life is in six months or whatever, and then they go from there. What benefits do consumers gain from uh, developers supporting outdated programs? Well, the consumer gets 
the benefit of uh, not having to uh, upgrade. They keep what they've got. It works for them so they can continue on with that. Their biggest problem is when the developers say, we're not going to support this anymore. Uh, Microsoft has done that with multiple platforms that they've got. Um, the Windows uh, op systems, yeah, they have they say, okay, they're going to stop supporting as of end of year 2001 or something like that. And then you're, you know, that's fine. You can still go on if you do, don't care if you have any support behind it. Uh, just don't have any problems because nobody's going to answer you. So also on that same topic, um, for example, Java is this year of 2019 in August, Java is going to uh, stop receiving support. So what do you think about that? Well, Java is a widely used application. It has been for uh, many, many years. Uh, just to stop production, basically, uh, it's going to... Uh, uh, present problems for uh, consumers that their software, in-house software or purchase software that uses Java, uh, if they update the in-house software and it requires more functionality than what Java has for them right then, then they've got a problem. Uh, it's, you know, it just unadvantageous to stop production without something going behind it. Understanding that using the most recent versions of a software is generally safer, but are there any risk with uh, staying up to date? A couple of things came to mind for that. One being a first adopter. Uh, you may get the versions that still have uh, errors, bugs, as you want to call them that. Uh, and you may have programs that crash on you because uh, they haven't got all the uh, everything smoothed out, put that way. The other thing is that um, some applications will not work with a new op system uh, because the functionality in the new one uh, or the functionality in the old one actually doesn't fit in with what the new uh, new software comes up with. So you, you run into the problem or, you know, am I going to have to upgrade my existing software to meet the new um, op system? Like when everybody switched to Windows 10, not everything would work under Windows 10. Um, and it creates concerns and problems that way. So another question I wanted to ask you was, what are some of the risks you think are associated with using older depreciated system, but also are there any benefits to using them? Some of the risks, uh, particularly online applications, um, is the security uh, that's supposedly built into the uh, applications. Uh, you find Microsoft and other applications that are other companies continually are putting out 
uh, patches to fix things because outside hackers usually have found a gateway into the software, which means they can cruise around within your your uh, PC or desktop and uh, create all kinds of problems. The other thing is with your applications, uh, your old applications uh, may not have the functionality that you need. Uh, the new newer applications uh, may fit that need. Uh, some of the benefits uh, with your PC applications, uh, one, you don't have to upgrade. Uh, if you're in a, a small company or a large company, it takes lots of manpower and dollars to upgrade all your machines. If you look at something that's the size of even Winthrop, with several thousand PCs sitting on campus to upgrade every one of those to a, a, from an old app to a new app, it takes lots of manpower. And our final question is, what recommendation would you make to people who are unwilling or unable to update their systems in order to protect their own information? I got three words for that. Save, save, save either to a cloud or to an uh, external drive of some sort uh, and keep your data um, away from your PC. If it gets hacked, then you at least have a backup to do to restore what, what the, what's gone. You can also then determine what, what pieces out of your data have been uh, touched by outside vendor hackers. All right. Thank you, Richard, for joining us today. Quite welcome. Anytime. Now we're going to take a short break. Today we're joined with... Uh, Corey Easterby, who is a chemistry major. So, Corey, tell me what you think. Um, when would you consider technology to be um, out of date? Um, hardware or software-wise or both? Uh, software. Software-wise, maybe two or three years, because uh, I know people still use um, like Microsoft Office from like 2013, and it works fine. Um, but I'd say probably two or three years until you should probably start looking at, uh, moving up to the next version. All right. And may I ask you why? Probably because, um, they're, they're starting to implement more updates for the current version and the more current of a version you have, the less bugs, the less crashes and less complications you'll have with the older softwares. So it's just kind of better to have that, uh, ability to have more recent updates. All right. So do you think that developers should support older systems? To an extent. Um, like I know with Microsoft, how they were still supporting the Xbox 360 after the launch of the Xbox One for a while. Um, but there does come a time where things kind of get outdated and what's being made um, needs, to have, needs to have a little bit more power and more um, ability to actually play the game that they're making. 
So it, there does come a point in time where older uh, systems do get kind of outdated and aren't able to run what's what's being current. So I'd say just to an extent. All right. And the last question I'd like to ask you is, um, what steps do you do to protect yourself online? Um, essentially, I make sure that I've got at least Windows Defender on um, to make sure you know nothing really is attacking my system. Um, I also have like uh, ad blockers on. Um, I avoid uh, sketchy sites. I make sure the little green lock is on uh, whatever sites I'm viewing. Um, I don't put any. I don't put any of my information in uh, any places that I think might be sketchy or might uh, give me a bad feeling. Um, essentially, those kind of things. Uh, if it's if it's uh, like credit card information, I make sure that uh, other people that I know it, like they use it and they trust it before I actually go and use it myself. Like for example, Amazon or Microsoft Store or stuff like that. So I guess that's kind of the steps I take. I take to make sure my stuff doesn't get. Uh, you know, taken. All right. And so do you think that you could do more or if what you're doing is enough? Oh, well, one could always do more. Um, I know there are a lot of encryption uh, sites and, uh, and encryption um, software that you can use to protect your information even more. And while to anyone who's really concerned about losing their information, I would recommend these. I personally don't just out of not really thinking about it. And so far I haven't had any issues. But, um, yeah, using those kind of softwares can definitely help a lot with security, as well as using, say, setting up a whole other um, checking account and a whole other debit card or credit card uh, with money you can put in there whenever you're going to make an online purchase to make sure that you have your, all your stuff is safe. And if it gets compromised, then all your money isn't taken, just what was that, whatever was on that card. So anyone could do more. Uh, right now, I think I'm doing, I think I'm doing enough for now. But as you know, as times move on, uh, security breaches uh, can be more intrusive, and I could definitely start looking at some kind of uh, encryption software to keep it safe. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us today, Corey. Not a problem. Thank you for listening and learning with us today. We hope the discussion today has given you some insight on cybersecurity and how to better protect yourself. If you enjoy the Palmetto Report, don't forget to tell a friend or follow and connect with us on our Twitter, at Palmetto Report, our Facebook, or our YouTube channel. I'm Gabrielle Turner, and thank you for tuning in to the Palmetto Report. 